This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's my show. You might be mocking me or you might be staunchly agreeing with me. I can't tell. I'm mocking you. And the Bulldog. What is Fozzie Bear's role in this production? On WGR Sports Radio 550. Hating teams, that's right. It's not completely out of style. It's fun to listen to fans talk about their unique reasons for hating teams like the Jaguars and Browns. The Browns guy, I think he just tweeted us with uh, a picture <laughs> right. of a Ravens player kicking at Isaiah Pacheco. I had missed that. He talked about how in rugby in college, he was kicked by an opponent in Cleveland, and he's just forever hated Cleveland. I get it. I can totally get with that. Yep. Yeah, the more obscure the reason, <laughs> uh, sometimes the better. Yeah, I mean, just because we lose to them all the time, it's, you know, you're, you're going to be jealous and bitter and right. maybe even hateful. Uh, but, you know, these other ideas are fun, too. Let's go to Lynn next. Hi, Lynn. Hi. I'm going to date myself a little bit. Remember when the Bisons were the farm team for Pittsburgh? Sure. Yep. The Pirates? Well, that year when Pittsburgh went to the NLCS, they were playing Atlanta. And we had, because we were season tickets, we were able to get in the pool. We had World Series tickets for game one. We're going oh. into, I don't know, fifth, sixth inning, Pirates are ahead. Then all of a sudden, here comes the Braves storming back. And they beat And so that was my one opportunity to go to the World Series, and the Braves ripped it out from my grasp is this uh is this sid bream scoring the winning run against the pirates that year 92 yeah Yeah. something like that it was just i was like crying (laughs) i was so sad and the fact that this was during when ted turner you know you know the braves were america's team because turner broadcast was everywhere so Mm -hmm. double reason to hate did you did you go to any pirates games that season or around that those years um i think no, but I okay. went to one a few years ago, and I loved it. I'm going to one this summer. I went to one of the playoff games in that series you're talking about in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh <laughs> yeah. won. I wasn't a Pittsburgh fan, but it was cool to go to a playoff game. And, um, yeah, World Series ticket sitting in your hand watching that sort That's of – That's a tough one there. That yeah. is tough. Yeah. That yeah. is tough. <laughs> Good one, Lynn. That's Thank my, you. Yeah, and, and all the Dallas teams, you know, the Stars. Sure. The Absolutely. Cowboys, you know. Absolutely just, right. All but, right. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Good night. You too. I'm in the middle of a 1992 uh, retro Stratomatic season, by the way. Bulldog hey, just, just kicked mean, off. You too? Yes. <laughs> Kevin Moss hit a home run off me yesterday. 
Kevin Moss. Happy birthday, teammate. Yep. German chocolate cake. Yep. <laughs> Actually hit it off Kevin Apier, but mm. I was the Apier manager. I'll uh I'll draw you a picture. <laughs> Scott is next. Hello, Scott. Hi guys. Um hate Cleveland. Uh two reasons. One, the nineteen eighty six AFC divisional round, big Jets fan, had a ten point lead, five minutes to go, fourth and twenty. Gastineau hits Bernie Pozar late. He throws the flag. They lose in double overtime. That game killed me because they were going to go to they were going to go to Denver and they had a chance to go to the Super Bowl that year. How, do you, do, do you remember the hit? And was it as weak as some of the roughing the passer calls we see now, or did he like objectively deserve it? No, he objectively deserved it for being an idiot. <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, good. Thank you, you for the, thank you for the honest answer. Do you remember the Mosley miss? Yes, he oh. missed from like twenty three or twenty four yards before that. Um, it was like what, like two minutes to go. They got the ball back. They did nothing. They punted it back to them, but they punted it deep. They had to go far. I remember on that drive, it wasn't like, they, and they had no timeouts. And somehow they got way, they got all the way down the field. I remember and missed from like extra point range. Right. Yes. Wow. What a that game. That game was brutal. Oh, that that year they started out ten and one. They didn't win a game the rest of the year mm-hmm. until they got to the playoffs. Then they beat Kansas City in a game that nobody. I, I was living in Brooklyn at the time. That nobody saw because there was a power outage, and nobody okay. could get nobody could get TV. So we all listened to the game on the radio. The next week, they put in Pat Ryan instead of Kenny O'Brien, and he, somehow they had a ten point lead, which was a miracle, and lost that game. And they were never the same after that. Do you remember Paul McGuire's role in this story? Yes, he yes. Won the game after that, it's the greatest. It's the greatest sports prediction I've ever known of. At, he was on the NBC pregame show at 10 and 1. And there was an audience, right, Scott? There was an audience yep. at, at, on the set. So in he New York. He went after a live with an audience. And he's, at, I remember that. I was he, a kid. I was 9, 10 years old. He said the at 10 and 1, he said the Jets will not win another game. And he was right. They lost five in a row from 10 and 1. And then before the wild card game, it came time for him to predict the game. And he said the Jets are going to win. And they, he was right again. <laughs> so good. Yeah, that was uh, that, that, that's where my hatred for Cleveland comes from. And, and I'm a Tiger fan, and the Indians, when the Indians were good, they just used to bash on the Tigers. Their announcers and their fans are just uh, incredibly biased, let's just say. All right. So, uh, my hatred for Cleveland is strong. I can tell. Thank you, Scott. I feel like I he said he was living in Brooklyn. I feel like I walked into a bar in Brooklyn. I could just listen to this guy talk about sports all night. It's the best. Yeah. Just, just, <laughs> just, 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 he's got it all locked down. Like those memories are just lodged in there permanently. Like love it. If you like that that's right in my wheelhouse, eighty six. Uh that's a game I've rewatched like three or four times. It's a great rewatch. Cleveland Stadium, those years, the Kozar teams, playoff games, big games are those are fun to the drive is a, is maybe the best game of all to rewatch. Yeah, the drive, Enberg and Merlin, just incredible. The 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 it's dark and cold and muddy. It's muddy. The uh, if you watch you watch the whole game, like the drive, it's it, you know why it's famous. Like it's ninety eight yards, season on the line, AFC Championship. All of, like it's obvious why it's it's remembered. But to watch the whole game up to that. To, up to the drive, like really, just hits you. 
just because it did not seem really in the range of outcomes. Like, right. They, they Cleveland had just taken the lead, twenty to thirteen, over Denver, and they kick off, and Denver just like completely manhandles the return. Like the guy can't pick the ball up. They're bumping into each other, and they get tackled at the two. That's how they ended up starting the drive from the two. It was after a kickoff. Yeah, that wow. happened. Not a punt. Not a punt. Right. Ninety-eight yards. This is the game after the game Scott just called about. Right. Hmm. Good stuff. I'm getting chills over here. Eighties football. Jay is next. Hi, Jay. Hey guys, I can't give you the uh, Brooklyn accent, but uh, being from Canada, I'll give you an A or an Naboo. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm loving this conversation about hate. So, as a kid, um, it was easy for me to hate everything. I hated everything. It was just it was great, and I loved it. But then, you know, you, you're out of your late teens and your early twenties, and life comes at you hard, right? Yeah. You, you got to get through school and get a, you get married, you have kids, you, you try to get a, a meaningful employment, life, uh, you know, world things happen to you, and, sure. and the hatred changes. However, I have gleefully held on to my hatred for the dumb Dallas Cowboys, and I promised myself I will never let that go. When I think back to the back-to-back losses and Jimmy Johnson and that stupid locker room, how about them Cowboys and messing his hair – I hated them so much back then that when Michael Irvin was getting into his legal problems, I was cheering it on. I remember watching the show Hard Copy when they got the undercover footage, and I was so excited. I I feel terrible saying that now. But every time I see the Cowboys fail and everything they do, like the Grinch, my heart grows a little bigger a size or two. Thanks, boys. Nice. Well done, Jay. Yeah. That's – Post-childhood, I'm right there with you. I, I loved the Cowboys when I was a little kid because of Roger Staubach. Uh, but, like, really, at, from the 80s on, just forget it. You know who I hated as a kid? The Raiders. But I regret this. I loved the Raiders. I wish I had loved the Raiders. I wish I had figured out that it was, like, the point. Yeah. But I liked Seattle. They were they seemed nice. Seattle, you know... <laughs> Just sort of a nice team with pretty colors and mm-hmm. harmless enough. And the Raiders, the 83 AFC Championship, the Raiders just smack the Seahawks, go to the Super Bowl. That was a tough one for me. But I didn't figure out that like you were supposed to hate the Raiders. I wish I had figured that out because I now I yeah. feel like I was just yeah. a, a chump for hating them. I was yeah. supposed to hate them, and I did. I fell for it. Really, all the, 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 the childhood stuff for me – Outside of the Miami Dolphins, which is like its own separate wing on the house uh, of hate, uh, house of hate. is teams that the Steelers beat. I hated the Steelers. Uh, I hated Terry Bradshaw. I mean, they had a guy nicknamed Mean Joe. Like oh. I just, I, I'm a little kid. Like, come on, they, they were just not. I mean. just hated them. So, I mean, I remember watching the Immaculate Reception. I was rooting for the Raiders. How do you like I, that? I, I hate the Steelers. I'm rooting for the Raiders. That might even be where it really begins. I mean, I'm seven, maybe, I think, for that. Uh, this is 1972. Yeah, right. So I'm seven. Um, and that. so every I love the Oilers because they were trying to beat the Steelers eventually, like as we go mm-hmm. through time. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys were in that mix, too. You know, even Jackie Smith a little later. Um, but, you know, so Super Bowls. It was all there. It was all centralized on the Steelers. And I don't hate the Steelers now as a grown-up. 
But back then, they were as annoying to me as maybe any team I can think of. Bless his heart. He's got to be the sickest man in America. Yeah. Jackie Smith. We keep getting back farther and farther here. Now we're back to 72. Love it. Oh, the show is just peaking right now. <laughs> I'm not sure our uh, audience size is. <laughs> John is next. Hello, John. I'm feeling very uh, satisfied, though. Yes, John. Well, guys, I'm going to I'm going to take you back a little farther. I'm dating myself here, but my dad took me my first Bill Gate Bills game in '65 when we were undefeated, seven and zero. He took me to see the Chargers, and we lost thirty-four to three. But that wasn't the most that wasn't the most uh, hated team. I hated Kansas City, and not because of what's happened. I hate them now. But what happened when my dad, me and my dad, watched the game in '66 when we were favorite, we lost thirty-one to seven. In the championship game that would have put us to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I hated Kansas City ever since. Now, back to hockey, when I was, I, used, I, went, to, I went to the Sabres games their first year. I, I tried to go as many games as I could, and the, 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 uh, the Flyers. I hated the Flyers. One thing about the hockey in the 70s, I think Bulldog will agree with me. The hockey players had names back then, their character. It's like we would play the Flyers, it was Moose Dupont, Kenny the Rat Lindsman, uh, the Hammer Schultz, you know? And it was yeah. like, when we when we played the Flyers, we always got our butt kicked. And then we went to the Spectrum. It was even worse. And it's like the only retort we had was Jim Schoenfeld and old King Korab. And uh, I always hated the Flowers, Flyers, even to this day. And especially when, when that uh, no goal, uh, who was it that um, scored for the Flyers that went through the side of the net there in the 2000 yes. playoffs? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. So those are my two hated teams, the Flyers. Fred Shearer on the Flyers and uh, Kate Smith. And, uh, <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Thank you for mentioning Kate Smith. That's, a, a, big, that's a big part of it. Yeah, God bless America before the games at the Spectrum and the numbers. I mean, I don't remember them off the top of my head, but they were ghastly. Like the Sabres had a horrendous record in games at the Spectrum, and it was even worse if Kate Smith sang, even on videotape. That's how I remember it. Um, mm. Yeah, that totally works. <laughs> Flyers. I hate, I hate how much I like their colors now. Like mm. the, the uniform, I just, I, I really do like the uniform. I guess probably I always have, um, but yeah, the team. Even the, when they wore long pants. Nah, not yeah, no, not so much. No, but the the, the orange, the orange they've got back now is just phew, chef's kiss. This is another problem with the Chiefs, in my opinion, because the Chiefs look great. It's just a great uniform. Mm-hmm. It's a great helmet, no stripe to ruin it. It's just a great, beautiful, especially the whites, I would say, Kansas City with the red helmet. It's just perfect. So, I don't know, like a lot of the, if you've been listening for like an hour, a lot of these why I hate Team X calls are like their uniforms. The one guy hated the Colts because they don't have enough colors. <laughs> why is it only two colors? I'm like, I never thought of that. And one of them is white. That's like... Is that all the colors? I believe white is all the colors. It's like they just have one color. Then it's almost like they only have one color. Right. What do they do? What are they thinking? It's one of the things I like the most about the Colts: the simplicity. Yes. <laughs> a long time ago, I remember reading a magazine article as the show ever sounded older about the best and worst college football <laughs> uniforms, and they wrote the best college uniform was Penn State because it's like the Colts only no logo, right? right. It's just like that very dark blue and white. Ah, oh, the simplicity, gorgeous, 
you know, no clutter, mm-hmm. everything about Penn State. And you turn the page and it had the 10 worst college uniforms. Number one was Penn State. Also the like, worst. Right? Wake up. <laughs> How about a logo one yeah, of these years? Right, Do something. Right. I mean, you look like you just sort of put a team together at the last minute. Let's go to Pat next. Hi, Pat. Pat. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good, thanks. Hey, um, I hate everything Atlanta. And I, the only reason that I could come up with is, one, all my cousins moved there. And I'm like, why Atlanta? You know, Atlanta sucks. Why do you go to Atlanta? It's hot. It's terrible. Although I've never been there. Um, and didn't they have two hockey teams? They had yeah, 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 yeah. The, the Flames, Flashers yeah, and the Flames, yeah. And they couldn't support them. Now they're talking about another one. Why not? No, they cannot be allowed to have another. I know team. it's it's it it. I don't want to say it's gonna happen, but it it seems like it. Definitely could happen and maybe might happen. Uh, really? But yeah, no, you you hit on it to me with you, you, your your friends move there, um, right? I I don't think people in I don't think anyone actually is from Atlanta. That's it's like a working theory I have about Atlanta. It's such a big metropolis, and you know the airport hub and all that. You know with Delta, it's just everybody that is there move there. And therefore, they don't care about the teams because they didn't grow up with them. Like, this is the foundational point about my hatred of the Falcons, which I consider completely irrational and largely untrue. Like, what I'm saying is definitely not true, but that is how I perceive Atlanta. Like, everybody moved there and, like, so, oh, we're good. We're the Braves. We're in the playoffs and we're not selling out because nobody cares because nobody's from there. Yeah, I hate the Braves. I hate the Falcons. And, you know, my brother, he moved there, and he stayed there for, for like, six months. He said, I, I can't stand that place. And I go, see, I told you you shouldn't have went there because it's just terrible. It's just terrible. <laughs> yep. There Thank you, you Pat. You think he meant that as a line? Because that was so funny. <laughs> I don't know if he meant that as a line. I, I think he did. I think he did. I think he was being somewhat self-deprecating. It's terrible there. I've never been. I don't know. I could I could go either way on that. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's a. It's a. It was a great setup. If he did mean it as a line, full full marks. If he didn't, it's still so funny. This place, you won't believe how bad it is. It smells. It's dirty. Just like everything about it makes it's loud. People you know, are impolite. There's bugs. I, I remember just like all these. I've never been there, but uh, it's bad. It's bad. Let me tell you, it is bad. Corey is next. Hi, Corey. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Thanks, Corey. All right. So uh, I've got to set the stage for this one. So I'm the eldest of five kids. We broke. Crawling straws for the rest of the breakfast milk in the morning broke. Wanted All I wanted to do was go to a Sabres game, and I grew up outside of New York City. Somehow my parents were able to come together, eat my dinner. And uh, before we go to the game, they gift me a brand-new white Miroslav Shatan jersey. I was thrilled. We go to this game. Shatan scores the first goal. And because of this man, I will forever hate the New York Rangers. Drunken slob Rangers fan behind me pours an entire beer down my back. 
So my dad gets up, defends me, gets into a fist fight with him. We all got kicked out of the game. I only got to see like 15 minutes and my jersey ruined by a Rangers fan. Oof. Ouch. That is a tough story. Thanks, Corey. Sorry about the fist fight part of that. Sorry about all of it. It's, it's no kind of fun. You get washed. The, I mean, that's not permanently ruined. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. If you're not that close to a washing machine. It's got like hours of sitting on there. Maybe it Maybe it, Maybe it. it was permanently ruined. Tough story. Yeah. One more. Gary is next. Hi, Gary. Hi. How are you guys doing? Good, man. My team is the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, and I spell their last name S-T-E-A-L-E-R-S because I think they've stolen more games and gotten more calls in NFL history and the biggest moments and the biggest games. Go back to the 79 AFC Championship game. Mike Renfro is in. Nope. They call him out. The Immaculate Reception. We don't know all the facts about that, but there's rumors that, oh, we couldn't call the right thing because the fans would come on the field. And my biggest thing is Super Bowl 40. Where leading up to the Super Bowl, it's oh, it's Jerome Bettis is coming back to Detroit. He's from Detroit, and you know that game. It was a travesty. Every time the Seahawks had any play in their favor, there was a flag, and even the commentators were saying, you know, we don't see anything there. So yeah, and there's other reasons, but that's why I hate Pittsburgh. That's that's nice. That works. It holds up, Gary. It holds up. Welcome Mike Renfro to the show today. Mike Renfro. I always thought he was out. Yeah, I don't know. What they did was they discussed it, and that's sort of like the home crowd, everything. You sort of feel like they're going to end up incomplete, which is what Jim Tunney, which is what they did. Fine. It's good, honest hate. Good old American sports hate. Nothing wrong with it. Pure. Okay. That was fun. The Senior Bowl is this week, and my Twitter is bursting with, you got to see this guy play. Here are his measurables, hand size. Watch this, watch this. Cody Carpentier is a guy I've known for a few years through fantasy football. He's down there grinding. I mean, every day, every practice, talking about what's happening, which guys, which wide receiver on the Bills. But might it be not in the first round? We go through all this with Cody You'll learn a lot in case you missed it earlier. Stay tuned. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. This is WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.